Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is the Vice Guide to Right Now, a daily rundown of all things Vice. I'm Akil Gibbons. Today, we'll discuss how the Trump administration is still going after an undocumented woman's right to choose, Spain's vow to take control of Catalonia, and we'll hear from noisy writer Dan Ozzy on 90s punk rock compilation CDs. It's Friday, October 20th. In a new Vice video, we follow noisy writer Dan Ozzy to the mailroom as he picks up 18 different packages of punk compilation CDs and unboxes them. I am out of practice on opening CDs. I, I think that this packaging is largely why went, CDs went out of style. By the way, if you weren't alive in the 90s, a compact disc was a device used to store music or sometimes pornography. Here's Dan talking with executive managing editor Dory Carr-Harris about the video and the evolution of punk rock. We're here today to talk about a very exciting topic for me, one laced with nostalgia and amazingness, the compilation CD. When I was growing up, I definitely remember being obsessed with Now Too. But we're not talking about pop specifically. We are talking about punk. So how did compilation CDs come about in the punk genre and how did they change it? Well, I think it really started off in 1994 when punk was having this sort of um, mainstream moment. That was the year that Green Day's Dookie sold like, I think, a kabillion copies <laughs> worldwide. <laughs> and so all of a sudden punk was um, the new grunge kind of. And so it had this um, this pop culture moment. And, um, you know, kids, especially teenagers, were just hungry for this new acts that sounded like Green Day or No Effects or whatever. So um, Epitaph Records and Fat Records both started that year putting out compilation CDs. Epitaph started with fat, um, the uh, Punkarama compilations, which a lot of people who went to the mall in the 90s probably remember. And then Fat Records did this like Fat Music for Fat People series. The groundbreaking thing about them was that they were cheap. They were like four bucks. And at that time, CDs were like $17. So for four bucks, you could hear, you know, 15 bands, No Effects and Bad Religion and SNFU and all these other bands. And so it kind of was a gateway for a lot of kids who were looking to get into punk but didn't know where to start. But it didn't actually start out that way. You know, they did start marketing them at a bit of a higher price point initially. And then, you know, when people rightly so, were like, no one's going to pay for that. They don't know who these bands are. And also, that's not punk. They were like, okay, let's give them out at shows. But then how did they just get from giving these CDs out for free at shows to selling them, like you say, in mm -hmm. the mall at Hot Topic, um, you know, at stores that are decidedly not punk? Right. Um, how did that happen? Well, yeah, that was that was the brilliant thing. And I, I think I think Hot Topic, for as much as it gets joked about, um, 
that really was the um, the catalyst for taking it from a strictly mail order thing, which was how punk albums typically were purchased back then, to putting it in mainstream America, putting it in the malls. So, you know, like any beautiful trend, it must die. How did this this moment end? Well, um, Punkarama went for 10 volumes, which is, I would I would credit Punkarama as being like the landmark series because it sold, I think in total, over 2 million copies. But by that time, a couple of things led to the end of the these, this comp fad. One, CDs were kind of dying. The internet Napster and things like that were coming along. And so that kind of pushed out even the cheapo compilations. But also by that point, I think we're talking about like 2007, um, the punk boom was kind of ending at that point as well. And it was sort of splintering off into these other subgenres, emo and post-hardcore and even like ska had a little bit of a moment. So um, uh, Brett Gurowitz, who does Epitaph Records, was telling me that it seemed disingenuous to call it punk punkarama anymore because didn't really fit the mold anymore. And so for a bunch of reasons, yeah, they just kind of dissolved. Um, I think it's just still kind of a form of discovery, but not not the uh, driver it once was. The video, called Unboxing Punk Rock Compilation CDs with Dan Ozzy, will be airing soon on Vice.com. And here are the headlines. A D.C. district judge ruled on Wednesday that the federal government must allow an undocumented pregnant 17-year-old in detention to get an abortion. The case has drawn national scrutiny over allegations that the feds are illegally trying to stop minors from getting abortions. The teenager from Central America, known only as Jane Doe in court papers, has been fighting for an abortion ever since she was placed in detention in South Texas. Though she secured permission from the state, which is a requirement in Texas for any minor who wants an abortion without telling their parents, officials have tried to stop her. Now, federal judge Tanya Chutkin has issued a temporary restraining order against the government that will allow the young woman to get an abortion. Additionally, federal officials told the teen's mother that she was pregnant and forced her to go to a crisis pregnancy center a religious organization that seeks to stop women from getting abortions. And in international news, the Spanish government said it would invoke Article 155 of the nation's constitution to take control of Catalonia after the region's leader refused to drop its bid for independence. The article would give Spain the power to suspend Catalonia's autonomy and take over the running of its institutions. Catalonia has long been home to a secessionist movement, but despite the referendum result, it is not clear that a majority of Catalans favor independence. Exactly what will happen next remains unknown. All right, that's it for now. Thanks for listening. For more news and culture, check out vice.com. And tune in again tomorrow for another Vice Guide to Right Now.